0: We're here to tell you how the world is wrong. The world is wrong about, well, I don't know what it's wrong about right now. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Uh, I know I just ended the last season very recently, and I told you I wasn't sure where things were going. I'm still not sure, but things are happening, and I'm responding, and, uh, There will be a trickle of episodes coming out on no particular schedule. I'm working on a few different ideas and I hope you'll find them enlightening in some fashion. I'm going to start with something that is both hotly current and a look back, a kind of retrospective crossover with my other podcast, The Radio 8 Ball Show. In January of 2019, I was hosting a series of Radio 8 Ball shows in a studio in Missoula, Montana, organized with my friend and longtime collaborator, Chris Sand. On the 25th of that month, my musical guest was Ermina Jean, who is not only a talented singer-songwriter, but is also a land rights activist in Missoula, Montana, working on creating land trusts. One of the folks she invited to ask a question to the pop oracle was an actress who I was not then aware of. This week, that actress is the toast of the Cannes Film Festival as the female lead in Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Of course, I am talking about Lily Gladstone, an actor I should have been aware of from films like Kelly Reichert's Certain Women, but as you will hear, I am just getting to know her and her work as the episode you are about to hear unfolds, perhaps just as we're all getting to know Lily Gladstone this week. Now, I wouldn't say the world is wrong about Lily Gladstone, Uh, as I say, we, we barely know you, Lily, but... Back in 2019, it's possible that it might have felt a little more wrong, uh, at least for Lily, before she'd been Scorsese'd, and now she can navigate a different kind of wrongness, the wrongness of fame. And I wish her the absolute best, uh, as if she needs it. Anyway, this, what you're about to hear is a great example of the Radio 8 Ball format on its own merits, and of course, now that Lily Gladstone is world famous, I really appreciate that Radio 8 Ball captured this moment of synchronicity with Lily and her friend and fellow land activist, Amina Jean. Who knows? We might even get turned on to some films the world is wrong about. This is a film-centric episode of the Radio 8 Ball show, so I think it's a, a potent crossover and a healthy way to indulge a newfound cultural curiosity in the person who, by all accounts, is the breakout star of a film that is carrying a lot of cinematic weight. And we knew none of this in January of 2019. Now that we do, well, that's one of my favorite ways to experience a Radio 8 Ball show. Why don't we Experience it now. Star
1: Bands a a podcast network. Hi, I'm Ray Dawn Chong,
2: and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones.
3: Radio 8 Ball Give us a shake We're in the studio for
0: To Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andros Jones, hanging out here at Black National Studio with our musical guest, Armina Jean.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: It's been fun so far, and now we have a caller on the line calling us from New York City. Imagine that. <laughs> Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Lily Gladstone. Hi. <laughs> Hi.
2: Hello.
0: <laughs> Colin from Queens. So, uh, so, Amina Jean, tell us how uh, you and Lily know each other and why you chose to invite her to be a part of your Pop Oracle session.
1: Oh, gosh. You know, I think I met Lily in college probably, but I didn't really get to know her until we both were involved in a film production here in missoula called winter in the blood based on a james welch novel um do, is that when you
2: remember meeting lily well it was I'm, I'm pretty sure how i remember it was through a fundraiser for this film that ermina just mentioned winter in the blood um she was playing with uh Lysena and a band butter and they were well, you were playing with Courtney, right? The song that you had on the soundtrack was with Courtney Smith. Oh, Courtney yeah.
1: Courtney Smith. Yeah, we were singing one of her songs, uh, Youth and Valor was her band
2: name. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah not to I be was confused with Courtney Thorn. Thornsmith, the actress from Melrose Place.
2: <laughs> not to be confused. Definitely not. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, I guess I just did. I'm sorry. To, to both To both Courtney's. Sorry about that. So... But so the... yeah,
2: Armina and I were brought in to turn on the waterworks and get people to throw money at this film, which they eventually did, and
1: yeah. <laughs> and then Lily was in the film, too, so...
2: Um, I spoke to the importance of it, and Ermina played a gorgeous, gorgeous song that just brought the whole room down. So it got a number of people who uh, have a little extra cash to throw around and want to support the arts in Montana to support the making of this film. Which they shot? Uh, what was it? Seven years ago now? <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: Probably, probably yeah. that long
2: ago. Yeah. And then we just had a lot of overlap. Um, a lot of it, most recently, because of Armina's other gig is just being a total mover, shaker, community builder in Missoula.
1: Ah, oh, thanks.
0: How so? Like, in, in, <laughs> what, in what capacity? In what capacity are you talking about? Like, how did you connect on the moving and shaking community building level?
2: Well, she's much, like, more developed in that skill set than I am. I came in managing a grant, actually, with Winter in the Blood, the film, to take it around reservations around Montana so smaller tribal communities could see the film since the film involved so many tribal people in Montana who had never seen it. So in me managing that grant, I was ended up doing a lot more um, programming for youth and, like, a doing film projects to particularly serve underserved communities so ermina was helping out with um kind of securing space to do food to table or farm to table sort of cooking shows for for kids um with her work with north missoula development corp or nmcdc <laughs> north missoula <laughs> development corporation god that you got it always it's- gets me yeah north missoula
1: cdc you're good, you're
2: good. yes
0: so can you tell us just i'm now i'm curious about i know it's it's a long time ago but what uh can you describe winter in the blood a little bit for listeners who may not be aware of it
2: uh yeah it's um an adaptation of a novel by the late james welch who um kind of was a cornerstone author in the native american literary renaissance and was a very close friend to the filmmakers alex and andrew smith um people compare it to well the best uh the best thing I've heard. It was, uh, it's called, um, The Catcher in the Rye of the Highline.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. So
2: it's, it's very much a first person, um, perspective, like this kind of youngish man that's just walking a bad path and reconnects with kind of a family legacy that sheds some light on why things are a little bit difficult for him. And it's kind of a contemporary odyssey. You see a lot of, um, you see a lot of figures that are particularly present in Plains Indian um, oral tradition that, like, you know, you would see in Ulysses or or anything that Homer would have done. But um,
0: It's interesting. Yeah. I'm looking at IMDb, uh-huh. and it is so strange. It's saying that people who like this film also like the Clint Eastwood film Kelly's Heroes and <laughs> the Boston Strangler. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see the connection. One thing I do, you know, that that does jump out to me is I'm uh I'm a big fan of David Moore of the actor David Morse. Oh yeah, in it. He's, he's amazing. Uh, I'm such
2: a kind person.
0: Such a subtle, subtle. He's one of the most, I think, most and best used character actors in Hollywood. He always plays these subtle roles that you think aren't like you're you don't really notice because he's standing next to much more famous actors usually and then but I mean, you
2: always remember him yeah like you know who he is in the green mile oh the green mile guy
0: <laughs> yeah have you seen uh escape at Danamora yet
2: no i can't wait to see that one
0: uh, who are the actors who inspire you
2: oh well actually speaking of Danamora, um patricia arquette i think is incredible like a uh, boyhood is another example of just mm-hmm. watching how she's willing to throw herself into disintegration for you know well that goes back a long way like um true romance she was fantastic and she's <laughs> a young actress um benicio del toro is like a staple mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know it's a long, it's a it's a long 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 list
0: you know, it's funny thinking about David Morris and Patricia Arquette. Did you ever see the film, uh, the first Sean Penn film, the first one he directed, Indian Runner with Patricia and Vigo Mortensen? And... No,
2: no, but I saw Vigo Mortensen's been on the, the podcast too. He asked, a pretty, he asked a pretty expansive question.
0: He's a pretty expansive guy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he is. I've met him once. He's really humble in person, very, very kind.
0: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Very so... well. <laughs> Very he takes he's, he takes things seriously which is good mm. it's good you want to uh, since we're talking, you want to know a fun little uh, nugget about him Lord of the Rings he turned that role down many times they offered it to him and he just didn't want to do it he didn't want to he just thought it was dumb <laughs> and so they cast someone else. And then, I believe
2: Charlie's Theron's ex was who they initially cast, actually. <laughs> oh, so maybe you
0: know this story. So then basically the week that they started casting, they realized he wasn't going to work, the new guy. So they called mm-hmm, Vigo to the and offered him way much more, too much money for a guy to turn down. And so, of course, then he goes there and the next day, <laughs> like the next, like that Monday, he's playing Aragorn in this film. And, of course, that made him an international star,
2: Thank God, or we never would have gotten Eastern Promises.
0: Exactly. But <laughs> think about that as an actor. Can you imagine spending 10 years working on a production you never wanted to be a part of?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it, but I don't want to.
0: It's like the crazy, that's the blessing and a curse, <laughs> right, a of an actor, right? Like you can't, And you can't even complain about it. Like, oh, you had to be in the biggest you know franchise of all time one of the biggest franchises of all time but as you said it led to his collaboration with David Cronenberg so I love geeking out on actor talk with actors sorry (laughs) listeners this is boring to you this isn't a film podcast but it should be (laughs) so are you I'm going to get to your question but before we do is there anything that you have coming up that uh, people should be looking for
2: ah you know i'm in new york to shoot another you know speaking of the dana Moore as a showtime series i'm not in the clear to talk about it yet but i'm currently in new york because i just got off of a very popular showtime series that's going into another season which one i can't say yet
0: Wait, it's already it's popular and it's going into another season but you can't say what it was
2: yep that's all i'm given
0: <laughs> wow, well so I have I do have a quite so, but by- if,
2: if you want to think about it enough, there's only a, a limited number of them that shoot in New York, so just a little little treasure hunt for anybody who's really damn determined to figure it out.
0: <laughs> so if this comes out in if this come- in
2: the next couple months
0: <laughs> well this, so so this episode is coming out in April. So by then, okay, will gotcha. we be able to put it in the blog what it is? Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, yes. then listeners will be able to check out then our, the, the name blog, for my and
2: it'll just be a few a uh, few more weeks away. Um, I have a guest starring role on uh, Billions. Oh. Oh, cool!
0: I love that show.
2: It's amazing. It's some of the best, most topical writing, like on television.
1: Oh, so like excited. now ever <laughs> oh that's awesome congratulations yeah. I Thank
0: love it uh, see I love that show that there was one I wish I could remember the character but there was one they really you don't want to show it when you love a show just love it you're so smart and it's so cool and every, all the actors are great and all the writing is great and then in the middle of it uh, they do a racial stereotype that like
2: Weird. Oh, they shatter it with this one. <laughs> they got this. They had this
0: Jewish character who came in, and he was like the most. And the way that the Damian Lewis character reacted to him, because he's such a, I don't know, that it. Really, oh yeah. It really I rubbed me the. This guy about. comes in and he's eating food and he's messy and he has a big nose and a beard and, he, blah, and he's like the <laughs> worst Jewish caricature. And the whole point of the film is like this horrible guy that Damian Lewis plays. He just has principles. He won't sell his company to this disgusting, non-human... Like, it was really... It was so over the top that I was like... And I went... I actually looked online. I was like, there's got to be people up in arms about this. I looked up Billion's anti-Semitic character. Nothing. Nothing. It made me even more suspicious of it. But I still love that show. I love all the actors. Paul Giamatti and... Oh, God. Who's the woman who plays uh, his Maggie wife? Maggie She's incredible. Just mm-hmm. fuck, as a star. But... Mm, you know when that happens? It just... Makes it hard to like it. Yeah, but I still love the show. I'll you watch know, it.
2: Now that you mention it, I hadn't connected. I know which character you're talking about. I hadn't connected him with being Jewish. I just connected him with being its whole goofball. But I'm also not Jewish, so I'm not as sensitive to this. Yeah, those, we
0: see, um, you know, it's you. Perceptions. Exactly. You, don't, you only notice the. Most of us only notice the, the insults to us personally or whenever it's close. We have to get. Well, I mean, our attention it's so
2: historically me. embedded. I mean, of course, like a Shylock character is going to yeah. just completely jump out screaming at you if, yeah. if it's misrepresented you for so long. I can see it now in retrospect. But I thought everyone in the, the show was the so actors. Good. Credit, I thought he was hilarious. He so is playing a schlamozzle.
0: <laughs> I was just like, why did you take this role, dude? <laughs> anyway i think it's the same actor who plays the one of the direct the the porn director in deuce maybe and he's great in that and playing a similar kind of role but he's given a lot more latitude to be so anyway damn i'm sorry Ermine. are you getting are you getting bored with us just like i just no. hijacked your friend and no <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i just i need to watch billions because i've heard about it but i don't think i've seen it
0: it's yeah. It's a it's a really really it's a it's a definitely a show of its of its time and its moment. And if you're an actor, as a manager who's always submitting actors to that, if you got a good role in that, you're definitely killing it there, Lily. So good for you. <laughs> She's
1: an amazing. Fingers actor. crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so okay, cool. Well, now uh, let's get into the musical divination here. What's <laughs> your right. question for the pop oracle?
2: Um, actually, it's kind of spinning off of some of the other work that Ermina does being the executive director of Montana Trust and all of this work she's doing to kind of combat what I'm seeing all over the place here in New York, just people being driven out of their homes because of these spikes in property taxes and just continuing, you know, the wheel of progress turning and crushing so many in its wake. And Ermina's just doing the good work, making things equitable and making sure that, you know, the, the common man can be a homeowner. <laughs> so um, I was kind of thinking a lot about that idea of trust and just how, how vital and important it is, but what does it really mean? So I guess like, I struggle with it all the time. So I guess just the question I'm throwing out to the universe is how do we cultivate and maintain
0: trust? How do we cultivate and maintain trust? Well, that's a great question. And now, to engage the pop oracle...
1: <clears throat> oh, you, go? You're going
0: to do the chugging A for me, right?
1: Oh, oh because it's the card.
0: <coughs> yes. <Okay>. Right, <laughs> sorry. So, now, to engage the pop oracle, on your behalf, I'm going to pick a card, any card. Pick a card. Any card I'm gonna pick a card. Any card, pick a, 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 pick a card. Song number seven. Song number seven, which is what is it? Paper cut.
1: <laughs> oh, I had a feeling it was gonna be that one.
3: <laughs> Paper cut.
0: That was Papercut from Amina Jean. The answer to Lily's question How do we cultivate trust? So.
2: <laughs> Papercut?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the answer to the question. Uh, you, know the, you know, there's a, there's a great line, uh, a Mel Brooks line. It goes uh-huh. Comedy is you falling down a manhole, tragedy is me getting a paper cut. <laughs> so that's what I thought when I saw that title. So tell us a little about the this about the song, Amina um uh,
1: it was kind of about uh a love sneaking up on me, like I wasn't expecting to love this person, kind of how you don't expect paper to be sharp enough to cut you mm-hmm. um, and uh then them you know moving away to a different place. Um. Yeah, and I wrote that. I wrote that for Butter with my friend Lizanna Brown in that band with me, and um, that was probably you know two thousand two thousand thirteen or something.
0: Around the time when you were making when Winter in the Blood was being made.
1: So I I yeah Lily, what year was that? I don't know. Was
2: it, it
0: two
1: thousand
2: twelve that we? Oh two thousand eleven that we shot. It uh, premiered in two thousand thirteen in L.A. So oh, yeah yeah. 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 It's, he must have written the song that same year. I
1: forgot because we went and played the premiere show in Albany. I,
2: I will say that I've traveled between like Missoula and Haver listening to Paper Cut, just like singing along to it. Really? <laughs> on repeat for several miles. Awesome.
0: So, well, what do you think about that as the answer to the question? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you don't have anything right you off know, the bat, I can. I have a few ideas I could maybe prompt with, if, or just a couple of questions I have about the song, unless you had... Sure. You sounded like you were a little... I, I don't like to put well, people the on the spot. Well, the
2: only stretch of it all is um, just thinking about the role that trust plays in our current climate, and how really just more lack of trust, it seems like. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and just that connection that you made with Mel Brooks, the whole uh, you falling down a manholes comedy, but me getting a paper cuts. Uh, <laughs> what did you call a, a tragedy. disaster?
0: Yeah, that's that's a tragedy.
2: <laughs> right. Right. I think that's um,
0: basically if it happens to you, that's funny. If it happens to me, that's terrible. How dare you yeah, laugh?
2: It kind of remind, reminds me of just like this, this, uh, this super privileged fragility. That's just <laughs> causing so much divide right now.
0: Super privileged ah. fragility. Yeah.
2: And how yeah, do you yeah. how do you how do you cultivate and develop trust with people who absolutely just deprive you of humanity, but get so offended when you not, when you notif- notify them when you that. point yeah when yeah. you point it out bring that up. Right, right. So that's yeah. my little stretch wrap d- about maybe how they connect.
0: <laughs> how dare you attack? Keep attacking my fist with your face! Yeah. Right? <laughs> so where's
2: the trust? Where's the trust?
0: So, so, I, but I'm curious because you—it seemed like you. This was predicated on the idea of a land trust, right? Because you work with land trust. So I'm kind of curious. What do you? Yeah. What? What's the trust in land trust to you, Armina?
1: That's a great question. I don't usually consider the usage of that word in the same way, like uh, with land, as it is with like a a relationship, but it really, I guess it is the same. I mean, we're promising something, and in order order to fulfill a promise, you have to fulfill trust, I guess. Uh, So we're promising that in our case, we're going to keep housing and farmland permanently affordable. And keep it away from the capitalists, essentially forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, to me, is a really big promise. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of anxiety to make that happen. And uh, yeah, I I am not. I guess it it relates to the song because any relationship I've ever had, I mean, trust is such an issue. There's just like. A, mm-hmm the back and forth of any relationship is fraught <laughs> with like, oh, now I trust you and you don't trust me. I just, oh, I'm not to be trusted. Why am I not to be trusted all of a sudden? Um, I just feel like there's a lot of that in every relationship.
0: And seemingly benign things that you wouldn't, like I said, you wouldn't think that the paper would be yeah. an instrument of a, a violence to your body. Like you see a knife on the like. Be careful around the knife. Mm-hmm. You know, be careful around that saw. But paper should be fine. Yeah. Until you, until it isn't right, and then you then you don't trust paper. Like,
1: right. right. Then and never more, write again.
0: It's even actually it's even more interesting when you think about the idea that a lot of things that have been written on paper as contracts or as amendments or as treaties or as, uh, you know, just anything like there's so much that we write that gets written down that we think that we can trust. And then we find out in the fine print
2: right. that you can't. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, so, you know, you're seeing all of these things cropping up on the news and then somebody hires a super powerful PR firm and completely changes the narrative. And then we wonder, can we trust our own eyes or our own perceptions? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, trust is trust is kind of an elusive, con- maybe not an elusive concept, but it's hard to hold on to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, well, and it's it's I think it's a it really is a daily thing. It's mm-hmm. you see like anyone can say anything, anything can anyone can put anything on a piece of paper. But what's true over time becomes right. true. It becomes the things that you can that you can trust. And sometimes right. some of the things you can trust is that you can never trust something. Yep. Right. You know, uh, it's very Buddhist. (laughs) I am very Buddhist. So thanks for noticing. (laughs) Uh, Although, I guess guess. if I said so, then I'm not. So, but since I noticed that, I am. It's very confusing being a Buddhist. So, uh, so, well, Lily, this is this is great. I'm now going to scour IMDb for all of your credits. I'm going to watch the new season of Billions. Looking for you, and I am going to be—I'm very excited about—I'm just leaving a blank space so I can record the name of the show that you're in once it actually comes out. I'm really looking forward to seeing (laughs) in—when you play— it's going to be great.
2: <laughs> episode eight. We'll say it's episode eight.
0: Well, perfect because you're Radio Eight Ball. Even if it's not true, just say it.
2: Hey, there you go. Wow, wow. <laughs> it's got a universal, beautiful quality to it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, we can trust yep. that—an
2: an eternal, universal quality. This number eight.
0: <laughs> you
2: know <laughs> I it. Trust that absolutely.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for staying up late for us. We know you're on the East Coast. I'm still on
2: West Coast time.
0: Oh, (laughs) you groovy actor, you. your Host Andros Jones, wishing you lots of spine tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show.
2: It's a good show. I'm Lily Gladstone, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Andra's Jones? (laughs) Cool.